0: Welcome to another episode of mic Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why well, work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers, and the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com.
1: Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week, and one of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. It's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit their website, so again, be sure to do so at Gunspot.com.
0: And while you're strapped up, saddle up in a new car from Roper Kia. Check out their inventory online or just jump over to the lot. Help them help you by finding the car of your dreams, get in your nicer, newer ride today at Roper Kia. And if you mention us here at mike would Up, you're going to save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer car.
1: And when you do get that car of your dreams, you're inevitably going to have to have the tire serviced and the oil change. So you might as well get that done and taken care of right here at Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com. Again, not a matter of if, matter of when. You need that oil change, nose, tire service, get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri on First and Main Street at Downtown Loop.
0: Sometimes you talk so fast
1: through those. I know, but I felt like that was the smoothest <laughs> ad run we've ever done. Uh, you think so? I, I felt pretty good. I, don't know. I only listen to my part. I just want to get to the fun part, you know? <laughs> the ad reads? What we're about to get into because this weekend
0: was freaking ecstatic. Very good. A sports weekend. I'm outside football weekend. Yeah. We're to the point of the year where it's, it's sports season. All mm-hmm. of it is happening. Obviously, big football guys were in college football. Uh, a great weekend for us. Playoff baseball going on, too, was very exciting. The NBA already making noise. I think the NBA looked at Major League Baseball and thought, do you guys think you can run this? No. We are still number two. We are going to drop some news. We have more stuff with uh, Draymond Green. Hockey season right around the corner, and we'll talk about some NFL stuff. But let's do start with the most exciting news for us this weekend. That is the beatdown that was the Red River rivalry. Texas wins this one 49 to nothing. We spent a lot of time talking about this on our last episode. Sorry if you're an OU fan. Sorry if you're not a Texas fan. Longhorns looked really good.
1: It felt good. Quinn was back. I mean, it, it just goes to show. If Quinn would have played against Alabama, Texas would have won that football game. If he would have finished out, doesn't get hurt. Texas would have won that game. We could almost probably say the same thing with Colt McCoy back
0: in the championship game. Colt McCoy doesn't get hurt. Texas might win that football game.
1: Two-time master champions. It would
0: have looked a lot different in both those games. And I hate to sound too biased, but I do actually believe if the quarterback stayed healthy in those two games against Alabama that Texas would have won. Now, injury is part of it, so I'm Mm -hmm. not discrediting the Alabama wins at all. But I think even uh, objective Alabama fans or college football fans would probably admit to the same thing. Well,
1: mm-hmm. it was just – We'll never know. It was so much fun to just see the full – I shouldn't even say full. Like just everything on the offense work for Texas. And, like, defensively, you're getting stops. You're making plays. Mm-hmm. If your offense made a mistake, Quinn throws an interception, still don't know what really happened on that play. Defense comes out, three and out. Boom, get the ball back, go score. And it just – it was the whole game, and it was just so enjoyable. But there was a part of me, and I'll be honest. It's easy for me to say this now that the game's over, and I was telling you – I don't know if I really said it out loud, but it was on my mind the whole time. I was worried that there was going to be a second-half collapse
0: last year. I mean, I was. I I didn't run my mouth too much at halftime because I did last year. Mm -hmm. So I didn't say too much, but I I didn't expect to collapse like I did last year just because last year's Oklahoma team was so much better. Yeah. And that's another thing that we should probably mention because I – kind of crapped on Oklahoma last week, said that they weren't very good. So I can't sit here and brag like Texas just beat a top 10 team. Yeah, This was an unranked team. Winning a rivalry 49 to nothing is huge. Oklahoma, obviously, very, very down this year. Uh, Britt Venables, I, we talked about it last episode. I did the College Chaps uh-huh. podcast. I think he might be one and done. And that's a, a take that I'm going to steal from my guy Alex over there at College Chaps. I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him right now. Oh, Going 3-3. Yeah. Three and three, And what is this? I read a stat on Saturday, but it's kind of in my cup a little bit. It's in the, like, the last 107 years of their football program. Mm-hmm. They have only s- lost three conference games seven times. Yes. Brent Venables 0-3 in the conference. To start. To start the season. This has only happened seven other times mm-hmm. in like 108 years. Yeah, Can't I'm be kidding. good for the OU fan base.
1: And it's crazy because it's like the fans have just accepted, like, we suck this year. This isn't it. There's not, I mean, there's nothing we can do. And like, Reach out to your Texas not good.
0: friends if you have them. We've been there. <laughs> yeah. It's like the end of the Mac Brown era. This is what happened. And for Texas, are they back? Eh, kind of feels like it.
1: it. I mean, especially with the recruits they got coming in. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we talked about the offensive line for Texas and how it's, it's younger and they're not very good. They seem to be doing all right this year. Yeah. We heard about Quinn's. like, hey, he doesn't look like he's doing too good in practice. Hudson Card's going to be the starter. I don't know. You put Quinn underneath the lights, you put him in the big walnuts, he it, makes the right plays.
0: He had a really good day. 289 yards, four touchdowns. He threw that one interception mm-hmm. that was it, – it looked to me like he was trying to throw the ball away and it, just, it didn't make it all the way to the sideline and yeah. it got intercepted. Um, interceptions and interception. it's whatever. B. John Robinson, quietly, very good day, 130 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, that's gonna, you know, put his name in Texas legend for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Getting a win in this game and going off the way that he did was very impressive. And then another guy for Texas, Jatavian Sanders, is their big tight end. A lot of people are probably tired of us talking about Texas guys. He is a legit tight end prospect.
1: One hundred percent. He is
0: not draft eligible yet. Thank what God. What
1: happened to Billingsley? He, he got to Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: For stuff that he did at Alabama. So, coming in, he had like a six game suspension. So, technically, I think he could come back next week. Hypo- Maybe he will.
1: Hypothetical Texas wins out, wins the Big 12. <laughs> Any possibility they get like college football playoffs are like, okay, no. hey, got no. close. No, okay. None. Just uh, shut down. They're still a two
0: loss team. So, okay. No. Like, even if they win the Big 12 and win out, there's probably going to be like Alabama and Georgia those two are probably going to Mm. make it in. And one of them will have one loss to the other. Yep. But then you still have Ohio State or Michigan. I'll throw them in there. They're still undefeated. You're going to have Ohio State or Michigan. And Clemson has probably played their toughest ACC matchup so far. With a win uh, against Wake Forest and North Carolina State now, they are probably also going to get in. So a two-loss team is just not not going to do it. Ain't cutting it. I mean, they have a really good loss. Lost to Alabama by one point. That's yeah. a good loss. Yep. But I don't. I don't think that anybody uh, to, with two losses is going to get in. You know, for the Big Twelve, their best bet is probably Oklahoma State. Like, let them run the table. Yeah. I don't think they will, though. We'll see. Uh, they played pretty well the other night too, beating Texas Tech. But I, I don't. I think it's going to be the four or five teams that we know. I don't yep. think anybody's squeaking in, especially with the way that college football has worked out this year. The the good teams are doing what they're supposed to. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't easily
1: it feels like too.
0: Yeah, I don't think that any of them are are gonna stumble.
1: And I mean, another school that we didn't even mention in there is USC. I mean, shit, they're undefeated as well, and they won thirty to fourteen last or yeah,
0: last night. And so, I'm still waiting for their collapse. Maybe not collapse their road bump, where it's like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> whoops, a daisy, we lost to Arizona.
1: And it just, it feels like though, like watching them is that it's just not going to happen. Like Caleb Williams is just making incredible plays. Mario mm-hmm. Williams had a big game last week. Addison's been good as well. Their transfer receiver from Pitt. And just, you look at USC and it just the offense is clicking like we're used to seeing it in Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. Yeah. He literally just re-transferred it to USC.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know teams like Tennessee looked really good this weekend. Yes. Ole Miss looked good. Over, they played Vanderbilt, but they put up a lot of points. They're going to be a top ten rate team. UCLA is maybe a team to talk about too. Speaking of Pac twelve, yeah, they put it on Utah this weekend, forty two to thirty two. That was a game that I didn't think it would be a ten points, but I,
1: like I'll Chip be Kelly
0: had me thinking. Like it, I stayed away from this game betting wise because of Chip Kelly. Yep, I think he maybe is building something there at UCLA.
1: It looks like. I mean, last year it looks like we saw flashes. And this year it feels like we're seeing all of it. And they're ranked 18th. He just beat on number 11 Utah. Gave Utah their second loss. They can kiss the season goodbye, pretty much in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, making it to the playoff. But UCLA, there's still there's still an opportunity. There's still a lot of season left for them.
0: In part of this, UCLA though, UC... USC game is going to be sneaky good. Yeah, oh, it could be it. I'm it trying to find a way to
1: to get all this tape. My parlay bet that I made this weekend with. With Utah and UCLA, because I believed in Utah. I didn't think – I thought UCLA was going to be just like a fake. It's like, nah, I'm not really believing in it. Well, wrong. 10-game parlay that I did would have won almost have won almost $10,000. How Awful. many legs? The worst parlay I've ever say, put together.
0: How many legs hit in your parlay? Four.
1: Uh, I had a push, so like five. I was half. <laughs> it was 50%, right? I mean – And then the Lions. I almost got it. (laughs) I had a separate three-game parlay. Utah screwed that over. Detroit didn't do shit today, and I just no,
0: literally they didn't score a single point. It was
1: ridiculous. (laughs) I'm almost done with it. Like the Lions suck again.
0: Hey, what did I tell you on Saturday?
1: I bet with my heart. I was thinking. I was thinking about it all day. I'll be honest with you, because I didn't want to have to admit it. I didn't want to admit it to you. I didn't want to admit that once again, you were fucking right. Like, do you just get sick? Do you ever get tired of that?
0: No. Oh. I had a pretty good uh, betting weekend.
1: Everyone too. did, but me. and our entire friend group, <laughs> everyone this, had your a good thing. Is like, even for Kansas, you the guys parlay. won your spreads for eight and a half or seven and a half. I seven got them at six half. and a half and lost. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know, man. The good Lord is just like not going to let you have any betting. Yeah, success. you me. To I stop. do think. And I was thinking about your little parlays earlier today too. Actually, I think you need to start betting individually. Because for you, yeah. once you lose one bet, you are completely out on the day. But like <laughs> I lost bets yesterday, didn't matter because I was still hit on some other ones pretty big. So like I was happy with it. And like I put like ten bucks down on the Auburn money line. That was just like a throwaway bet. Like pff, maybe Georgia hasn't been playing that great. Maybe like, like lightning in a bottle. That super close. Yeah, but they hit the but, over. The rest of my bets, it's like, hey, it looks pretty good. But if I would have lumped that all into a parlay, that one bet it just throws it all off. It, that's like, you like you got to start going individual.
1: I need to. I just I like just being able to put like just ten dollars down instead of, like fifty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because like, then I lose ten dollars, but I could have won five hundred.
0: <laughs> yeah, but for me, like I lost ten bucks on the Auburn bet, but I won like fifty on the Cannes bet. So it's like uh, plus fi- plus forty. I'm good with that. I'm happy with those results. That's a good solid point. That's a good solid point. You know?
1: And that was another part of my parlay, too, is I, I took the under for Auburn and Georgia because Georgia has not hit any of the overs this year, and I even cracked the joke. Like, so that means they'll probably hit it over this week for the first time. Sure enough, they did. Because the over was – or the betting line was like 49 and a half. Mm. Yeah. Vegas is freaking good, dude. <laughs> Boston are. College was another one. I had them at 20 and a half. I didn't
0: see the results. They lost
1: 31-3. They had an opportunity to score at the end, and they choked it away. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, betting is tough. Uh, I'll tell you, another one that I hit on uh, was Alabama versus A&M. And yes. I, I so that, yeah. said Thursday when we were recording, like, if Bryce Young is not playing, hammer that spread. And the thing about Jimbo Fisher, too, is I don't really, I don't like him. I won't even qualify it with the really. I, I don't like him. But he gets his guys to play in big games.
1: And it's not just because he's at Texas A&M. You didn't like him back at but Florida I didn't like State. I like him
0: at Florida yeah. State. But even like then, he got his guys to play well yeah. in big games. like There are not many Jimbo Fisher losses it, that I can think of that are like, oh, you kind of shit the bet on that one. It's like you're playing very close against Alabama. And I did have a, a separate bet with A&M. If, this, if it would have been tied at halftime and A&M would have won, I would have won like $4,000. What? That was a separate <laughs> bet? Yeah. So I bet the spread, and then I bet that. And at halftime, it was almost tied until uh, King threw an interception for A&M. Yeah. Alabama kicks a field goal to end the half. I was close. Very close. Damn. That but, I, you know, I lost I lost that one, too. I think that was like 25 bucks or something like that. And it put a lot of money on it. Betting is very exciting. It's hard to do. Yeah. And, you know, with me... I, we went to Kansas this weekend where we could bet and we could put down live bets legally and things like that. So it was really exciting for us. Betting is a lot of fun. I think you almost have to do it just like you would a casino. Yeah. It's like, "Hey, I'm doing this to have fun. This isn't a means to like make money.
1: This isn't going to dictate my happiness for the weekend." Mhm. I mean, it could definitely could. It definitely could. But like for me, like my losses yesterday, I was just like, "Damn it." Like Yeah. That was like, it, and I started. It was I started off the possibility of winning ten thousand dollars immediately with an L. Thank you to Kansas. So like it might quickly in the day, I was like, okay, it's just not going to happen. And maybe then, that's
0: good. Like you just know that you. are Yeah, gonna be I just done. like I'm already lost
1: because if it would have happened at the end of the day, like if I would have lost my bet at the end of the day, I, it probably would have dictated my happiness for the rest of the night because I probably would have had cash out opportunities and I was just like, hold it, we hold.
0: Yeah, and Ku Kansas finally loses. Um, they did cover for me. I got them at plus seven and a half. I don't know how you got them at plus six and a half when we were used a different app. Ah, uh, yeah, Done the luck. I know. I think I'm about done with that app. It screwed me twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to find those uh, those good spreads. I and I felt very confident uh, with plus seven and a half. I did think KU was going to win, and I was rooting for them while we were watching. Uh, Jalen Daniels gets hurt. They bring mm-hmm. in uh, what's his name Bean. Bean. Looked just as good. Played I mean, wonderfully. Uh huh. So he Sling played very well. Puppy. I did. I predicted that Ku would win, but they covered for my bet. So at the end of the day, I really just did not care whatsoever that they lost.
1: With that win for TCU, and you know the performance they put up the week before against Oklahoma, they don't. They haven't lost either. They're undefeated. Is there a possibility that they're fighting for? or How about this? Are they the real deal in the Big Twelve with Oklahoma State?
0: In the Big Twelve.
1: Sure. Outside of that,
0: no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I This always happens around this time of year when we are trying to figure out, like, okay, I think I know who these teams are. Yeah. And for TCU, they've got two quality wins. Those quality wins are against Oklahoma and Kansas <laughs> in football. Yeah. Those aren't great wins. That well, I tried to tell people last Oklahoma week like, Oklahoma's not good. Kansas. Have fun. Like, you can make some noise in the Big 12. You've won some games. I'm super happy for all of you. They're still not a good football team. Yeah. Like, TCU is about to have its big test. They have Oklahoma State and K-State coming up. Those are going to be tough. Like, you know, maybe I'm biased. I don't think that TCU is better than Texas. Yeah. Texas just has some losses on their belt. So, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll be wrong. But TCU, it feels like they haven't had any big Test yet. Like I said, they'll play Oklahoma State come, this coming Saturday. That'll be a good test. I do think Oklahoma State is a good team. They are probably the top team in the Big Twelve, in my opinion. But we will see what happens. Congratulations to them. They beat KU, who was undefeated before then. <laughs> uh, like we said, Alabama won this weekend. A really good matchup next weekend, though. Yeah, Alabama at Tennessee. And after I mentioned this on Thursday. With the Josh Heupel thing, I think I'm becoming a Tennessee fan. Like, I really, and this is just petty of me, I really want to see Josh Heupel lead a big-time blue blood program back. And for every OU fan to be like, fuck, we took Venables over <laughs> Josh Heupel. We got the wrong guy. <laughs> now he's like...
1: I mean, it's kind of like what I was saying Thursday, too, is like, you know, for some reason I just never liked Tennessee with the orange and stuff, but... I saw that one little hype video and them running out into the stadium. It's was like, I kind of like this. I think it would be fun to see them be good.
0: You know what? I mentioned on Thursday also that the uniforms that they were wearing for Saturday were just sick, and I loved them. Pfft, I think I saw a wrong year. They look- I saw those things on TV and thought, nope, that's not what I saw on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, our
1: buddy was like, yeah, that two-tone gray does not look good. And I, when I first looked, I was like, I didn't even realize that there was two different grays, but there was. Right, and right. it just made it worse. Yeah,
0: it was weird. So I re- – track my statement from last episode i did not love those tennessee uniforms but alabama and tennessee alabama at tennessee is going to be should be a good game
1: i think tennessee might win that especially if bryce young is hurt
0: and i know saban kind of had some comments on like you know we'll try to get our quarterback healthy Mm -hmm. he was out there he was dressed but they they didn't put him in uh milro i like the potential he did not play well he did not play well at all yeah. on Saturday. But they still found a way to win that game, and that's really all that matters. But it's, it's kind of weird. Alabama playing two very close games so far this year against Texas and now Texas A&M. Yeah. Didn't really didn't really expect them to be tested by any of these teams that early. Especially with how last year went
1: how dominant they were. But for me, I feel like I'm just waiting for the collapse of Alabama. Like, even with Bryce Young as a starting quarterback, they just – they don't – they're number one, but it just doesn't feel like they should be number one in the nation.
0: Well, even looking at their wins, like, oh, what's their big quality win? They beat Texas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think Texas is that good. They beat Arkansas. Arkansas has looked like crap since then. Oh, the, and know. then they just beat an unranked Texas A&M team. So, like, Tennessee might be a really big true test, whereas Tennessee has mm-hmm. beat some pretty decent teams, at least to start their season. So, I excited for that game i hope it is really good but like looking at tennessee they already beat a ranked pit they beat florida they beat lsu Mm -hmm. those are three pretty decent ones they smacked lsu
1: i kind of feel bad for brian kelly in year one here because it just that was another one of of the
0: bets that i hit on i got my day rolling well they they only tennessee was only favored by three and it was just like uh, Mm -hmm. i feel like
1: that's an easy bet
0: Mm -hmm. and it was because they were Mm -hmm. up 10 like in no time at all. Right there in their first two drives, it felt like they were up big. But it was a really good college football weekend. And I'll tell you, a team that I still haven't really watched play this year, though, is Ohio State. Yeah. And, like, looking again at some of the betting odds for, like, the Heisman Trophy and stuff like that, C.J. Stroud is kind of starting to run away with it. Mm-hmm. He leads the nation right now with 24 passing touchdowns. And his receiver, not the one that a lot of us thought – Marvin Harrison Jr. leads the nation with nine receiving touchdowns. They've got just an amazing group of receivers. Again, we all knew it. But honestly, I thought Marvin Harrison Jr. was getting a little bit of hype just because of his name. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> he earned it. <laughs> Pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Uh, so it- <laughs> CJ Stroud, though, like he looks really good. I think he might be a Heisman Trophy guy. Justin Fields in the NFL also has me questioning things, though. <laughs>
1: He looked he looked much better today. Like I think one thing too cuz I remember us I talking about Saturdays like he Justin Fields has zero help in Chicago right now. Like his offensive line's not very good. The only receiver that he truly has is Darnell Mooney. Outside of that, I don't think I'll be honest, I don't think I know any of the other receivers on that team right now. Running back wise, Dave Montgomery can't stay healthy. Cole Komet has had his good years, rookie year. He's not been much of anything this year. Justin Fields is in a tough situation. May, hopefully he can turn it around. I, I do hope so. But with C.J. Stroud, back to that in Ohio State, and I know we talked about this Thursday as well, is that it, it did feel like you know we haven't really had anyone just kind of run away with the Heisman Trophy. We haven't had the guy. Does it just feel like it is C.J. Stroud now and everyone else is just kind of collectively behind him?
0: Yeah, I do for right now. I think yeah. Caleb Williams might be able to catch him. But even like Bryce Young, him being out, I don't know that he can do anything to catch him. I guess maybe if you have a big game against – LSU or some of these other rivals that Alabama has, because that's still going to be a thing. Like the Heisman moment, nobody's had one. At least not that we know of. Maybe there's some under the radar guys, but I don't think there is. And that's why I still kind of lean on CJ Stroud. He's just putting up the numbers. Yep. And he had the hype coming into the season, so he's probably going to win it.
1: Another... I did put
0: some money on Caleb Williams to win it, though. Did you really? I did. Saturday, you did. Hmm. Hundred percent. Probably a good bet. Yeah. What he had good odds. odds. The the CJ Stroud odds I don't like. He's the like big time favorite. Yeah. So it was just like a little twenty dollar bet, ten dollar bet, something small. It's like, yeah, maybe this will hit. I'll probably forget about it. It's probably gonna hit. <laughs> you'd be like, shit, thousand dollars. So I did we talked about Heisman guys. Mm-hmm. I did put real money down on Caleb Williams. I think that he can still have a really big year. And it's weird. I almost feel like the Justin Field stuff, who maybe did look better today, I think it almost kind of hurt C.J. Stroud over the weekend or over the last week or so where people are like, oh, maybe these Ohio State quarterbacks are not as good. Maybe <laughs> it is all the system. And it might be true. Like, I like C.J. Stroud. I've had him as the number one quarterback. I don't know, though. Well, oh, I remember
1: you and I talking about it. I think it was before we were doing Mike would Up. Maybe it was on radio. It like – even Dwayne Haskins for Ohio State, it just felt like that was all system. It just felt like mm-hmm. we never really saw him do anything spectacular, and we know he's passed, well, then, but even when he made it to the NFL, like it didn't transition.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, even with Justin Fields, he came on and a lot of people were saying for him, like, hey, this he's not actually that good. This is the system. Mm-hmm. This is the Ohio State system that's making him look good. And a lot of people came out and you know were against that, saying, No, no, no. Have to scout the player, not the helmet, uh, which is fair. You definitely should, but at some point, I think we got to realize that actually, yeah, that system's really good, (laughs) and those receivers are remarkable. Yeah, like that might be more of it than the system. It might just be the fact that they've turned out like six first-round receivers in the last two, three years, and they're all like
1: they all get to the NFL and they transition Mm -hmm. flawlessly. I mean, even Chris Olave, he went went out with a concussion today, but shit, like love to see another name that i want to throw out there is quarterback and it hasn't been his touchdown numbers aren't high because he kind of split time at the beginning of the year but like yesterday and i know it's against illinois so it's, you know maybe not a lot of credit to it, but jj mccarthy i feel like he's looked good playing quarterback for michigan he you know 20 completions yesterday is kind of just box score reading here but over 300 yards three touchdowns and interception you just see and you look at it he's like you know he's kind of consistently just be been the guy for michigan and he's now just the starting quarterback 6'3 sophomore, and just slings it. And it seems like the team rallies around him as well. And I don't know if maybe we're just discrediting Michigan because they haven't really played anybody yet this year. But I wonder if this game against Ohio State is going to be a lot closer than what you and I thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Because we looked at it and it was like, eh, I don't know really what Michigan has. Ohio State's coming back for it." Where is it floated. at this year?
0: Is it, Ohio it should State? be at
1: Ohio State. It was at Michigan last year.
0: Yeah. I'm still not sold on, like, Michigan. I, I think they can do well in the Big Ten. That's another team where I just don't know that they're going to make national noise. Even looking mm-hmm. at them and their schedule, it's like, ooh, who have you beat? Iowa? Yeah. Well, Iowa's not good, actually. Other than that, no one. Like, you rolled over UConn. They're another team. They'll get a, a test against Penn State this weekend, though. Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot of teams have a lot of hype right now. And this coming weekend for college football, we will find out a lot about them. Like, now we're getting into, like, good conference play. And Michigan is one of those teams. They've got Penn State and Michigan State coming up, and then uh, they do end the season with Ohio State. After Michigan State, they go Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois. And those are Paddy Tag games. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason that they should lose those three games. <laughs> those and they'll probably beat State. Michigan State pretty easily. Yeah. I, I feel, feel like up-coming. they'll also beat Penn State, which, by the way. So I, I do think that Michigan will roll into the Ohio State game undefeated. And if these SEC teams keep flip-flopping, it might be Ohio State and Michigan ranked one and two. <laughs> like Alabama fell once again in the rankings. They should. They did not play well. Um, Georgia played well this week, but they're another team. It's like, okay, they were number one for a little bit. Then they dropped because they weren't playing well. I think eventually you got to look at it. I, in my opinion, I would put Ohio State as one because they've been consistently good Mm -hmm. all year. They haven't had those little like, ooh, almost lost this game to Kent State or (laughs) Texas A&M. So they should probably be ranked number one, followed by Georgia, Alabama. But then, you know, Michigan, number four right there. You're kind of a Michigan guy.
1: I kind of have been, yeah, even last year.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. I still think Ohio State will roll in that one, but it will be exciting to see. I hope they're both undefeated.
1: Is that okay if I'm a Michigan guy?
0: Because I've clearly been a vocal Texas guy. Like, I'm allowed to have more than
1: just one fandom, right? Well, I, like, like I can have a Big 12 and a Big for. 10 school. You know what I mean? I can have those. Baseball, you have an AL and mm. NL team.
0: Because
1: mm. I really don't have anyone on the SEC. Texas is eventually going to go to the SEC.
0: I'm going to say no. I don't think you can. Dang. That's my opinion. Yeah. Other people will have theirs.
1: Do you have a, like, do you have a Big 10 team that you root for?
0: Uh-uh.
1: Do you like I should like Ohio
0: State, I like Ohio State. Yeah. I really do. I think they've got some really good players. But it's not like a, if they lost, I would not care at all.
1: So that's kind of how I feel about Michigan. Like, it's just, it's mm-hmm. not like I root for them to win. And when they are winning,
0: it's like, oh, hell yeah. I'm just it. super weird because I root for, like, I like their uniforms. Like, that mm-hmm. part is cool. Ohio State does have some cool uniforms. I don't, I don't care if Michigan wins or loses. Or
1: Should I just be like a quarter Michigan fan?
0: <laughs> Maybe like a third? Just... I wouldn't even, like, just say that you're a fan at all. Like, I've always said I like Georgia and Virginia mm-hmm. Tech. I used to really like both those schools. I would, I would never say that I'm, like, a fan of them.
1: So, maybe that's where I should go with them. Yeah. I just want to make sure I get my verbiage right, because I don't want people coming at me and be like, whoa, whoa, you're a fan of two teams. And I am like, mm-hmm. well, I just want to see them win. That's all.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, there are a lot of teams that I just don't like. Not any other team in Texas. <laughs> Actually, you know what? TCU, I used to like TCU a very, very long time ago. They had LaDainian Tomlinson. <laughs> and even Damn, when TCU joined yeah, the Big 12, I was like, hey, all right. That's a good program. Like, good job. Way to go. I
1: always thought the Horn Frogs was a cool logo. Mm-hmm.
0: And their uniforms are pretty cool, too. Like, I don't yeah. have anything against TCU. I don't think they're good. Maybe that comes across as me not liking them. But I actually, <laughs> I, I like them more than I dislike them. Like, Texas Tech, don't like them. Yeah. I know you A&M, mentioned them, don't like them.
1: I know you mentioned a little bit ago. Have you seen the full slate of games we have this next weekend? And I'm sure we'll get into it more on Thursday. I looked
0: at it a little bit earlier but like, today, but
1: I haven't. USC plays Utah. That's going to be a night game. Clemson at Florida State. That's going to be a fun one. TCU, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Tennessee. We already mentioned Vanderbilt and Georgia, Texas, Iowa State. It's whatever. Kansas, Oklahoma. A lot of Oklahoma. top twenty-five matchups. And then the Penn State, Michigan game that we touched up on earlier. I think I'm assuming, excuse me, Ohio State's on a bye week, but like, this should be a fun weekend of college football. Like we are in the heart of it.
0: Yep, yeah. Oklahoma State TCU is a good one. Quietly, NC State versus Syracuse, it's a top twenty-five <laughs> matchup. I hate watching Syracuse play on TV. I, their so... stadium is so weird, and it's on the ACC network, so I'm probably like not gonna watch it. But some of those games are a struggle for me to watch. LSU at Florida is another one that's like pretty decent. Clemson Florida State is a good one.
1: Fucking James Madison Georgia Southern. James Madison,
0: 25. New Mexico, New Mexico State. Come on. (laughs) Talk to me. North Carolina at Duke. It's like this is like the rivalry weekend. But Texas and OU is like, nah, we'll do it one weekend (laughs) before. (laughs) It is going to be a very exciting weekend of college football coming up, though. Also, um, baseball. Mm -hmm. Playoff baseball season. Baseball. Uh, You already had a couple teams advance. You have the Mariners, the Guardians, and the Phillies all advance in two games. Which is crazy, because like, I knew it, I was prepared for it, and then it happened on Saturday, and I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, this was a three-game series. Like, here, us in Missouri. The Cardinals lost, and I was like, oh shit, the Cardinals lost. Oh wait, they're out. They're yep. done for. Yep. And so like, even them falling down 0-2, I just kind of thought like, oh, well, get them tomorrow. Nope. You're done for. And so is Yadi Molina, so is Albert Pujols. I assume Adam Wainwright is also gone, but I don't know.
1: Anything. I think he was like, if we win the World Series, I'll retire. But mm-hmm. I think he might come back for another year.
0: They might need him to come back for another Honestly, year. Honestly, yeah. Like, they got to find some starting pitching there. And I, then the Mets, Padres is tonight as we're recording. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's I'm a watching a bob- football game, though. Not the current post-point.
1: update, Padres are winning 4-0. to
0: And that's I kind of felt like the Padres would. Just the demise of the Mets the last month. Mm-hmm. I just
1: I almost feel so bad for their fans.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like you were talking earlier about Michigan, and I said like I probably wouldn't call myself a fan, I would call myself a Braves fan. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's me like contradicting myself. (laughs) But it does feel different in baseball because it's like the AL and NL is so different. It uh, it used to be a lot. Now it seems
1: Mm -hmm. like it's kind of similar, but
0: yeah, yeah, so much more interleague play now. Yeah, but like when I was a kid and like growing up and kind of establishing fandom. Braves never played the Royals. Ever. Really? Ever. No, it would never happen. Like, the interleague series would always be the Royals and the Cardinals. Hmm. Like, I remember going to watch the Braves play in Kansas City years ago and even went to that game with a couple other fans of the Braves. And we said, like, we never know if this is going to happen again or, like, when it will happen again. So we're going to do it while we can't. Yeah. I think they've been back like twice since then. (laughs) But yeah, growing up like in establishing fandom, I was a big Braves fan. I even have Braves – like I have pictures of myself from not long ago in a Braves hat. Yeah. And it used to drive me nuts because I would wear my Braves hat, and this was around 2012-ish or so. And people would say, "Hey, roll tide." I'm like it's not a fucking Alabama hat. This is a Braves hat. You it's wrong fucking state. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying roll tide. What would be really confusing for him is they would say roll tide to me, and I would say hook'em horns. And I'm like, what? I'm like this is a Braves hat, but I'm a Texas Longhorns fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I thought it was an Alabama hat. Well, it's blue. Yeah. Did that do anything for you?
1: <laughs> I just thought you loved America at the same time, man. <laughs> yeah. <are> the stars <laughs> and stripes.
0: Right, so I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. I do kind of feel bad for those Cardinal guys and Molina and Hulse. and for me, I'll get your take on it too. Like I knew Pulhos was going to retire. I'm still kind of waiting for Yachty Molina to be like, no, one more year. I feel like he's back. he's done the one more year three times though. Yeah, like I
1: know. I, this this has to and be like they it.
0: put up the graphics and the stuff like thanks for and yeah. all this stuff. I've seen a lot of fans reacting to it. I just don't know that I fully believe it yet. I will believe it when yeah. he when you know next season would, he's not the catcher.
1: I would love it if him and Alba were just like one more run. I don't one know what run. the Cardinals
0: would do with pools. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't. They, it's look, not bro, like he was we know. It's not like We know it, you were juicing. <laughs> yeah. We know you're not getting away with it. MLB is coming down like, hey, man, we told you. We freaking tried to tell you. Do what if you got to do to for get 700. Yeah, if it weren't for the record, I wonder how much they would have played him. Yeah. Because before the All-Star game, he was not good. And then I do feel like they kind of let him chase the record, which good for them. Yep. But I don't know that like going into next year, I don't know how many plate appearances he's seen.
1: Especially, I mean, it would have to be after the all-star breaking again. Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't, like... And they're in a position now, they might want to add some bats and, you know, start giving some guys some days off. Like, you know, using Goldschmidt more at DH well, The other or, thing with know, the Cardinals, with too, is when we,
1: you know, had the discussion of are they going to trade for uh, uh, Soto, was, yeah. you know, they have all these young prospects that they didn't want to get rid of. Well, you kind of let them sat or sit another year down in the minors because mm-hmm. you had a guy like Albert and Yachty You know, and you were trying to mix other guys in, so you know maybe it is like okay, hey, they are done. I do feel bad for Cardinals fans because this is the end of a massive era. Oh yeah, for sure. Yadier Molina moving on, and Albert Pujols coming back for one more year. I did see them both; they're both at last at bats. I watched it on my phone. They each got a single, which I thought was pretty nice, and then they were replaced by pinch runners. Mm -hmm. And then I watched them like head into the clubhouse for the final time, and I was just like that's pretty cool to say, like, I got to watch that. Like, turned it on just in time to see the hits, mm-hmm. and then the game in, and it's like, that's it. Boom, watch the air disappear into the clubhouse.
0: Yeah, and then some really good baseball coming up, too. Uh, everybody hates the Yankees. I feel like you ought to be excited about it, though. You get Aaron Judge back up there. Uh, <laughs> they're going to play the Guardians. I still can't believe the Guardians are in the playoffs and advancing, but they are. And then the Mariners and Astros and the AL – uh, Phillies will take on the Braves, go Braves, and then still kind of waiting to see who will take on the Dodgers, uh, whether it will be the Mets or the Padres. You said the Padres are winning that game for nothing. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like it's going to be the Padres, which sets up very nicely for a little rivalry right there.
1: I com—I heard you say that the Mariners and Astros are playing. I completely missed that they beat the Blue Jays.
0: Fuck. 2 0. Swep them. <laughs>
1: the demise of the Blue Jays is too. I talked about the, you know, mm-hmm. the. The Mets, they're a little bit good. Cardinals, it looked like they were playing really good baseball. They were going to be hard to stop in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Boom, here come the Phillies. Same thing with the Mariners on the other
0: side. It's like, you know, for me growing up, I had a track coach in high school. Mm-hmm. And he always preached, like, you have to peak at the right time. Yes. We don't want to peak early in the season. And it was track, so I really just didn't care. It's like, I, I'm not going to peak. How about that? <laughs> There's a curveball for you. I will never peak in this sport. I'm always going to be bad. But, I mean, I think he was always right. Like, some of these teams are just peaking at the right moment where they finally have figured it out. Yep. And we hear it in football all the time, too. He's like, you want to be playing your best ball at
1: the end of the Mm -hmm. year. You
0: know, you can start off the the season real hot. The Phillies fired their manager, and I believe I questioned it. Them and the Blue Jays. Like, do you really think you're going to get better after firing your manager in the midseason? Both teams did make the playoffs, and the Phillies look – Really good right now. Yep. So.
1: That's what the announcers were saying at the end of that game where the Phillies beat the Cardinals. Like, hey, the Phillies, they have a manager that they're playing hard for. Like, they they mm-hmm. like this guy. They listen to him. The message is hitting. And you see it on the field, and it, it's true. They were down Oh, they were down 2-0 that first game here in the wild card, and they come back in the ninth and put up six yeah. runs.
0: Yeah, that was tough. Like, shit. That's a, like, I don't hate the Cardinals, but I, I also don't like them. <laughs> like, I will laugh to myself when things go wrong for them, And I try not to, like, rub it in the face of Cardinals fans because I think the Cardinals are some of the best fans in all of baseball. Mm -hmm. They're very passionate. They know what they're doing. But sometimes things will happen, and I will think, ha-ha. And that was one of them. (laughs) I wouldn't rub it in their face. But it was funny to me. Uh, Also mentioned earlier, basketball season right around the corner, and the NBA making a lot of news because of the Warriors and Draymond Green, Uh, Last episode, we talked about how Draymond Green, at the time, had allegedly punched Jordan Poole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boy, did he. Because the video got leaked, and the Warriors are doing an investigation to try to figure out who leaked it. Uh, I even saw some people saying, like, oh, Jordan Poole wanted to put this out there so he could show how bad Draymond was. I don't think Jordan Poole has the ability to leak security footage. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, who is he talking to to get that? Like, who is he like, making He's going to have to with?
0: talk to five guys within the organization to be like, yeah, can you get that? Do you know where <laughs> to get it? Like, that would have come out already. But it was leaked through TMZ. I'm sure that somebody working in the tech office or the security office, they got paid a lot of money by TMZ, and they leaked it. It's
1: like, and, you're going to give me how much money?
0: Yeah, I'm glad they did.
1: 100K? See ya. Oh, 100%, because this is a punk move by Draymond.
0: I like, like I knew that it was but I didn't realize how bad it was. And the thing is too in the video like he knocks out Jordan Poole. Like mm-hmm. it was it's I'll, hard give, to see, I'll give but, Draymond
1: credit on this. It was a clean punch. You hit him right on the money spot.
0: Yeah, but it was an incredible cheap shot. 100%. Too. Like it, you can't hear anything. At least I couldn't on the video I watched. I couldn't either. And it didn't really feel like there was that much trash talk going on. And then Draymond gets in his face. Jordan Poole pushes him away. And then immediately, Draymond Green is swinging him. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some other you know NBA analysis today, um, analysts say that that kind of stuff actually happens at practices more than you think. People get swung on in practice. It's kind of part of it, especially during this part of the season um, where you're still getting things worked out. Or maybe you have some new guys and things like that. But to punch another one of your like star players, your big players, mm-hmm. right in the face... Draymond Green going to take a couple days away from the team, he said. I just don't know how you can keep that dude around. He is not worth the money that he's making anyway. Yeah. And now you have him fighting other good, young, up-and-coming players. Get rid of him. And
1: maybe I'm just going to play Devils. advocate here because I don't know how else to look at it outside of the fact that you know Draymond just probably shouldn't be there anymore. But maybe this is also one of those deals where he's looking at Jordan Poole and realizes, like, okay, hey, this kid has a lot of potential to be the guy. He needs to be tougher. What the fuck <laughs> uh, Do you really not know what that was? I don't know what that
0: was. <laughs> Let me just nervous laugh through it. I think it's funny that Brooks Gwynn put in the chat that spooky season is now, and then a bunch of stuff collapsed in another room.
1: <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs>
0: spooky season is now and I think the big guy almost shit his pants. TBD on what happened with that one. But I'm very excited about basketball season coming up. The Draymond Green stuff, I I don't know that the Warriors will do anything to get rid of him. I don't know that they can because I don't know honestly if any team is willing to take him on. And I, I think this is a situation where they'll let it ride for another season. I believe he's gonna be a free agent fairly soon.
1: Yes, I am back. The picture that you hung up before the show fell off the wall and knocked over several others. I thought someone was trying to break in the door. That was like me being pissed off, scared that like someone was in here. I already looked around the corner.
0: <laughs> Your face went white.
1: Yeah, I was pissed. I was, I was very scared and I was pissed. <laughs> Anywho, oh, shit. Heart is racing. So what I was trying to get at there with my thing with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green is you know maybe Draymond looks at Jordan Poole and goes, okay, hey, this guy is the future. He's a lot of potential. He needs to be tougher. So maybe this is his maybe. way of just being like, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push some buttons. I'm going to see, you know, what I can get here. And
0: then he's just, I don't know why it I escalated think to the fact kinda punching that. him. Draymond kind of did that with uh, James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, this is the guy that's supposed to be like the next big man here. I'm going to take him under my wing. And I thought that was really cool of Draymond. To even recognize, like, yeah, I'm one of the leaders of this team. That's kind of my job. And some of those guys do maybe need a little bit of tough love. Mm-hmm. Don't need punched in the face. Yeah. Like, and that's where it crosses the line. It's like,
1: you know, maybe that is the mindset. And it's like, okay, cool, love that. And even but if then it's you don't like, jack the guy.
0: <laughs> uh, even if it were like something where it was super competitive and like tempers flared in a pickup game or something like during practice. That feels like it would make a little bit more sense. But to me, this just felt like it was completely out of the blue. You know, if Draymond is guarding Jordan Poole and they're playing a game and it gets a little handsy and Timbers flare, that's kind of like, eh, whatever. That's part of being competitive. Mm-hmm. But it felt like they were just going through some drills. Like, both guys were just kind of standing in line and running their mouth. I also... This is kind of what happens probably on a Steph Curry-led team. He's not really the... Like, alpha dog.
1: Yeah.
0: He's not going to yell at people or get in your face. He's like, LeBron can do that. Steph can't. He's though. just going to hit a three in your <laughs> eye and then shit. Hey, him. guys, knock it off over there. <laughs> yeah. Please stop. Guys, stop it. Clay, go tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is, he's like,
1: dude, my knees are gone. I can't. I can't, really <laughs> <be>. <laughs> I like, can't like, risk it. Right. I can't risk it. And out then you have Steve
0: enough. Kerr as the head coach. Like, none of those guys are really that kind of alpha leader.
1: Yeah. And maybe that's why Draymond is still there, because you need someone to be that. And maybe we don't like the way
0: Draymond does it, but he does. I mean, you kind of need somebody that's going to be a dickhead and get in people's face. He clearly took it too far. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, I think they even have given him credit before. And, like, we wouldn't win these championships without him. Like, eh, he probably would, but maybe not as easily. Uh, But I'm very excited also for the NBA season. It tips off. Uh, October 18th. So we still have like a week and a half for that one. But it feels like everything is just right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And then hockey season actually starts on Tuesday. The Avalanche play on Wednesday on TNT. Mm.
1: I like that hockey's made it to, you know, these big channels. Like it's not just NBC Sports that you see random highlights on ESPN yeah, about
0: no late chance, at night. No chance I'm a fan last year. Yeah. Or jumping on any kind of bandwagon without, like, TNT and ESPN picking up these games. Yeah. And then the, the spitting chiclets, guys, like, honestly.
1: And that's if the it thing weren't for that, them, I
0: would not even know anything about hockey.
1: And I remember talking about this with my buddies in college when, you know, they are huge hockey fans. They're from St. Louis. They watch the Blues. They love it. They go to games. They play the video game. That's how I got hooked on. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is fun. And then I started talking. I was like, why are these games never on TV? And it's just like it's just not a sellable market. Like, it just it's going to take a little bit of time and now you you're starting to see that and i think it's Barry Melrose is he the one that does the hockey for ESPN used to be I don't once know he, he came on and like really started making like their own segment for ESPN i felt mm-hmm. like that kind of started to blow up and plus he just took it on his own cuz he wears those massive suit coats that mm-hmm. people look just at him like that's yeah. a nightgown type of deal <laughs> but like he's helped get the attention to hockey and you know become a thing with ESPN that people Want to watch, want to stay up to date with, and now that you got it going on TNT and ABC and some of these channels, NBC as well again, here we go. It's to the forefront of all this, and I wonder if soccer is going to make that next wave, because I feel like soccer is kind of starting to move Yeah, a I feel like soccer push. has
0: been talked about for decades now.
1: It, it's like they're trying to make it, because in Europe, like we all know, it's huge over there. Like They get paid a ton of money, there's a lot of teams, the seasons. I don't know when they are and when they're not. I know what's going on it's right like, now. Like br is has tried to make it, you know what I mean? Like hey, pay attention yeah. to soccer, but it's just hard because the time zones are so different too. Mm-hmm. Like if it is one of those things that ever makes its way over here to become a big sport, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: because soccer games can be enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't think that it will, and that is just because I can remember as a kid everybody saying like, hey, soccer is going to take off, it is going to be mm-hmm. big in the U.S., and that has been. 25 to 30 years ago. Yeah. And it is just... It never really catches on. I think there is a a large uh, amount of people that watch the games overseas, that watch the games here. But I don't know that you're really packing a lot of the soccer arenas here yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's also very true. I would love to go see a game in Kansas City. I know we've talked about it several times. Mm -hmm. Our guy, Sean, who usually listens to the show, is a huge soccer fan himself. So I think it would be cool to do, but again... You probably, you're probably right on
0: that. Yeah. It just, I think another thing is that so many of our great athletes here in the States, they want to play football yeah. or, you know, they want to play basketball. And I think even baseball still is, is probably up there. Yeah. Is the number, probably number three most popular sport. And then like hockey, incredibly popular in the Northern part of the country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I mean, you get into like Michigan and Wisconsin, I'm sure hockey is more popular than baseball, maybe 100%. even basketball. Yep. Up there, but I just I don't think soccer is ever going to really catch on. Maybe like a, top I mean, it, five. It's,
1: it almost would feel like if you did that, you're spreading all the athletes thin.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: maybe yeah, like because I mean,
0: it's it is a global sport. It's yeah. not like the NFL where we just dominate over here, or even the NBA. You know, it's even, also
1: clear that like American people playing soccer is on a whole other level than playing what the guys are overseas. I mean, right. we got one guy over there who. Is playing for one of the top leagues or teams, I should say, mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. Like outside yeah. of that, it's like you have Major League Soccer. I think and it'll you pick get up all
0: popularity the because it has. You're right. Like people are watching the Euro League or whatever yeah. it's called. But I don't think it's ever going to be something that rivals football or basketball. Maybe yeah, yeah. baseball, maybe in my lifetime. Yeah, in my but I'm talking like my
1: level on TV. I'm
0: going to be like that 80 year old man that's like, soccer sucks. Like Where's baseball? And like my (laughs) great grandchildren are like, What? Who watches baseball, old man? Like Football is where it's at. I'm like, no, that's not. Back in my day, we watched I can't
1: wait for baseball. that to possibly happen to you. You're just sitting in your chair like, goddamn, damn kid. <laughs> <laughs> Walking all over my grass. It just grew up. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll see. Maybe I, I do think soccer could become more popular. It has become a lot more popular in the last 10 years. But uh, we have a buddy who's a huge soccer fan. He has to wake up super early, like every Sunday, to watch these games. Yeah. I will never do that. I, I don't not. even watch the early football games. <laughs> like the Packers and Giants played this morning. I didn't wake up to watch that game. I woke up and then I was like, oh yeah, game's on. Let's watch Aaron Rodgers shit the bed once again.
1: <laughs> I, I woke up and saw that the game was on. I was like, I don't want to watch
0: that game. Packers are going to win it easily.
1: And then I see the final
0: score come through, and I'm like, the Giants (laughs) won? It was a pretty good game. I think I picked it up in the second quarter, maybe the second half. And then at the end of the game, Rodgers had a couple opportunities. And I have him on my fantasy team. I think I was trying to, like, jinx it or something. I don't know. I just thought, yeah, he'll probably do good again. Then the universe said, oh, you drafted him? No, he's going to suck this year. (laughs) You thought he was going to be good. Now we'll let him suck. And he he has not been good.
1: And it's crazy how last week we were like, oh, the Packers and the receivers, they figured it out. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, here we go. You
0: know. And now they lose to the Giants who are 4 and 1 on the season. Should we just go ahead and get into that? Do you want to Yeah, speak like I that? don't I even last <laughs> week it was like, oh, okay, that's cute. It'll fizzle out. It's not. Are it's they the real no. out. Like <laughs>
1: that's my question. Are the Giants real?
0: They're 4 and 1 with Daniel Jones at quarterback and Saquon Barkley looks really good.
1: Hey, it's a contract year. <laughs> the late, great Therese Pale, you say, contract years undefeated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's showing
0: itself once again. Yeah. And for the Giants, they've won four games, like I said. They've beat the Titans, the Panthers, the Bears, and now the Packers. They've lost to the Cowboys. Yep. So I, I don't think that they're going to be like one of the top dogs in the NFC. I think they can make some noise in the NFC East, but beating the Packers is huge for them.
1: It and like 100%. even
0: Brian Dable going off the field today was like incredibly exciting and he uh-huh. should be. Yes. And I root for him.
1: I do too. I've found myself rooting for Robert Sala too. I know really? I, Thursday I talked about the fact of like, okay, you know, how can it be? And NFL head coach, if you don't have the discipline enough to just stay on the sideline and you got to have a guy hold you back. I remember getting into that, but like,
0: uh, Hey, well, on Thursday I said, take the jets, take the spread. You did. They covered easily. 100%. 40-17. to Now Mm the Dolphins.
1: Teddy Bridgewater also goes down to an injury. Two is not playing. I don't even know who their quarterback was. Clearly. Skylar Thompson. Not good. The Kansas State kid. Yep. Clearly not good. Seventh-round draft pick last year. Didn't work out. Detroit Lions. Clearly did not work out for me. (laughs) A team, though, that I did shit on. And they've come to prove me wrong. Once again today, they got lucky that the other team missed a field goal there at the end. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, crazy stat here that Adam Schefter just tweeted a little bit ago. Jalen Hurts has 19 rushing touchdowns in his first four career starts, and has now surpassed Cam Newton in his 18 rushing touchdowns for the most rushing touchdowns all time by a quarterback in his first 25 NFL starts. Jesus, he had two of them today that I think were QB sneaks, and it's just like, Mm. damn. Yeah, I
0: didn't see those. Um, They are another team though. That it's kind of like, who have you beaten? Mm -hmm. They beat the Lions. They beat the Vikings. Vikings might be good. But then they beat the Commanders and the Jaguars and beat the Cardinals today. And I don't know how good the Cardinals are. But you don't just mistakenly get five wins in the NFL. The NFL has created too much parity for that to happen. Like, wins are great. And here's the other thing.
1: We talked about it a little bit ago, too, though. Are the Eagles playing their best football too early in the season?
0: Yeah. And with Nick Sirianni. Like, who knows? what we're getting with him because also maybe they do start rolling and it's like, Hey, we barely beat these teams. And then they come out and just hammer the Cowboys or something. It's hard to tell, yep. right? Like five weeks into the season. Still, uh, another team. How about the Steelers bills? Bill's game. Excuse me. Josh. Allen, I
1: ask here again. I am terrified of the Buffalo bills. <laughs> I mean, you start this game off with a 98 yard bomb to Gabe Davis. And then you <laughs> right? come back a little bit later in that same half and hit him for a 60-yard bomb right over the shoulder of Mika Fitzpatrick. Yep. Just incredible plays and throws by Josh Allen to Gabe Davis.
0: And, you know, the Steelers, Kenny Pickett, isn't it? He's, he's not not right now, at least. Uh, he threw for a lot of yards today. wasn't very impressive. But it, let me flash back and pat myself on the back again here. When we did our fantasy football stuff, I said I was staying away from all Pittsburgh Steelers. I should have listened to myself a little bit more than I did. <laughs> that offensive line is so bad, none of these guys can get anything going. Well, even the play calling. Like, they
1: took out Mitchell Trubisky last year because they wanted, you know, more shots down the field. They wanted to be aggressive. And then you watch this game today, and all they do is dink and dunk and run the ball mm-hmm. on, like, a third and eight situation or a second eight. It's like, you've got to throw the ball. Like, you are not helping Kenny Pickett out whatsoever as a play calling for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know I've already said before, Kenny Pickett's going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback – you're not gonna have a single shot if you don't get the right play calling going on.
0: Yeah, it just it looks it rough. just thirty-eight to three isn't something that should happen regardless of how good the Bills are. They did look good. Case Keenum is getting a lot of time for backup quarterback. <laughs> like he played again today. Like how how has he already played so much in a season? When you're the Buffalo Bills, they're four and one. They do look very good. And I still the Steelers' offense is really bad. I still think their defense is okay. Like it's impressive that you scored 38 points on them Mm -hmm. holding them to three points not as impressive but the fact that you can score 38 points on them did look really good Uh, let's talk about top five teams in the NFL speaking of the Buffalo Bills who are your top five teams as we get into we're almost done with week five top five teams now that we kind of have a solid look at everyone
1: uh, so I have already mentioned two of them, the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. I have right here at one and two as I hit my chair there. I did not shit my pants. I promise. Kind of smells so like you shit your it sounded. Pants. It sounded pretty loud. It's there so weird head.
0: that your chair smells like shit.
1: I, if that didn't come through the microphone, people would be like, why do you even bring that up? <laughs> like that's going to be the most, embarrassing and that, part
0: but of that. that's the funny thing too, is because sometimes it doesn't come through. Yeah. Like even right. when all the shit fell earlier, I thought, I wonder if people heard that. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. <laughs> it sounded like a damn earthquake in the other I room.
1: I thought someone was banging on the other side of the wall. Like, how'd they get in, first off? Um, but, so, Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, then the Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Los Angeles Chargers. I put the Vikings in there because they did look good again today, and it looks like things are kind of when – when things are clicking on offense, I know you can see this for almost any team, they look good and they look scary. I mean, Kirk Cousins started the game off, I think, like 15 for 17 or something like that. Yeah, I think he was and like Justin 17 for 17. Quickly had over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's like Dalvin Cook, you know, starts to do what he does on the ground and they just keep rolling. Like the Vikings, I wonder if they're just one of those teams. I shouldn't say a wonder. I, I just feel like we're overlooking them because it is the, the Vikings. We just mm-hmm. we see them get to the playoffs and then they have something happen and they don't win. And it's like,
0: well, there's the Vikings. There was a lot of talk even last year that their coaching staff was kind of holding them back. Yes. Too. And they, they made a change from Mike Zimmer. Um, but, you know, they they have looked really good. I'm, I'm with you. I did not put them in my top five, but they might be the best team in the NFC North. I mean, if you would have said that before the season started, I think people would have looked at you mm-hmm. like, you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Did Green Bay get moved from their division? What's happening? But Kevin O'Connell's done a really good job with that team, and I know a lot of people like to poke fun at Kirk Cousins. He's good enough to win you football games. And Justin Jefferson, he might be the best receiver in the league. Yeah. Like, I don't, he's just putting up numbers.
1: It's, it's insane. I, I, I still don't understand how a receiver can be this good, and you know it, and you still can't come up with a game plan to slow
0: him down. Like At all. I mean, yeah. he's going double-digit catches plus 100 yards almost every week, it feels like. So I'm, I'm right there with you. It's crazy what he's doing. And the, the Vikings – they continue to win games. They are 4-1. and one. Mm-hmm. That's impressive to start season. And they do have some good wins. They beat the Packers. They beat the Saints. You beat the Bears today. Your only loss right now is the Eagles. Yeah. Who have the best record in football. And we look at the Eagles and we're like, okay, that's, almost un- that's a very understandable loss right now. And for the Vikings, you mentioned them. Their next three games, you have the Dolphins. I assume two is not playing that <laughs> game. It shouldn't. Then you have the Cardinals. Kind of see who they are. And then the commanders before you take on the Buffalo Bills. That's we're all the way into November. Yeah. By that point. I mean, they could be sitting there like 7-1 and on the season. So I I do like the Vikings too. They're another one of those teams where I kind of find myself rooting for them because there are so many people that make fun of Kirk Cousins or the Vikings just not being very good. So I, I do kind of root for them. I didn't put them in my top five. My top five, very similar to yours. Both of us list the Bills as number one. I think that should be unanimous. They've looked <laughs> yeah. so good this year. Uh, I put the Chiefs at number two, maybe a little biased. The Eagles at three, then the Buccaneers and the Chargers. It kind of feels a little top heavy already. Yeah. I like my first three teams came to mind almost instantly. And then it was like, who else is there? So I.
1: I almost agree with the Bucs, but then the way they played last week against the Chiefs, and then the way that they played today against the Falcons, mm-hmm. the Falcons got absolutely screwed at the end of that game. I don't know if you got to see it or not. Yeah, the like, Grady Jarrett hit. Yes, and the the thing is, it wasn't even hit, and it wasn't even yeah, like an tackle. aggressive throwdown. It's just, uh-huh. It was such a, a call for Tom Brady because he's Tom Brady. And then you watch the end of this Cowboys-Rams game, and you see the shot that... Matthew Stafford takes after he throws the ball, and it's an interception, and the game's pretty much over there. And it's like, Matthew Stafford doesn't get that call? I mean, first off, it seems like it's almost a helmet-to-helmet type of call. He's standing there. He's already thrown the ball. You see two steps. Boom, he gets, like, just rocked. He's got his hand on his chest after he throws it. Dad gets pinned against him, and then the way he hits the ground. And the ref's like, that's game. That's it. Sorry you didn't get protected. Tom Brady, you're standing in the pocket. You're stepping up trying to avoid it. Grady Jarrett, you know, they get there on the stunt. Boom, gets the sack. He comes up bitching, gets the flag. Just super annoying. Another part of it, too, is Falcons might have gone down and scored, and they would have covered.
0: I don't would think have helped me. Tom Brady gets calls just because he's Tom Brady, though. That one felt like it. Like, just because he complains about it, I, it does feel like it. I don't think you make it to this level of officiating where you can have any kind of bias. Maybe in the NBA. The NBA is weird. Yeah. Because the NBA, like, almost trust you, admits, <laughs> like, if yeah, if you're a star player, yes, you will get the calls. Mm-hmm. Or you, you've even heard, like, sound bites of, like, refs saying things, like, you, you're, not, you're not getting that call yet.
1: God damn it. <laughs> Why'd you hang those up?
0: <laughs> to get them out of the way. <laughs> and because who knew it was going to bring me so much joy. <laughs>
1: I just, I'm turning around to fucking fight.
0: <laughs> I think it was even Ja Morant last season. The, one of the refs was like, nah, Ja, you're not getting that call yet. Like maybe next year you can get it. So, But I don't feel that way in the NFL because it is, it's so inconsistent on like which players do. Like sometimes Mahomes will get absolutely laid out. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, other times Brady will get like some kind of a hit. It feels like any time he gets tackled, um, and he doesn't. Now, I think it was earlier. Was it this year or late last year when he was like running for his life? I thought it was this year, and he kept like putting his hands up and be like, "Why is not a call?" It's like we're not giving it to you. I almost feel like a lot of the refs were a little bit uh, on edge, it's like, "Hey, we got to make these calls." Yeah. And it is weird. I didn't see the Matt Stafford one. Was that the Micah Parsons sack to end the game?
1: Um I don't know if it was Micah Parsons that hit him, but it was it was just that last hit that pretty much just put Matthew Stafford on his back and then he kinda of laid there for a little bit and grabbed at his I don't know if he grabbed at his ribs or if it was mm-hmm. because his hand got smashed between his chest and the helmet.
0: Yeah. But it is it is weird. I think it was Mark Micah Parsons who I think he's the best defensive player in football.
1: It's just insane. I mean he just does it again week to week.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know I tweeted it and I've had some other people reply. Uh, Nick Bosa has been really good. I get that. Aaron Donald has been really good, Mm -hmm. and T.J. Watt is injured right now. But if I had to start a franchise with a defensive player, it's going to be Mike Parsons. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to Nick Bosa. (laughs) You haven't been super healthy. I think in like three years, Mike Parsons is going to be significantly better. And that's not talking shit on Nick Bosa. That's how good I think Micah Parsons is.
1: And like It even goes to T.J. Watt battling with injuries right now. And then he just had a little bit Mm -hmm. of an arthroscopic knee uh, surgery, which is probably going to keep him on a little bit longer as well leading into this. So Micah Parsons just gets to continue to climb up that trail. And Mm -hmm. the thing that still blows my mind is that he came in as a linebacker. Was I wrong to think was he a middle linebacker? Is that what he was? Yeah, like
0: went, his last season at Penn State, even like yeah, during that he season, in are like, NFL, he's going like, to be a great like coverage linebacker and things like that. And then the Cowboys get hurt and need some edge rush help, and they pretty much are just like, yeah, we'll try him, see how he does there. And he's one of the best pass rushers already in the NFL. Yeah, he's been doing it for not even a year and a half. It's it's crazy. What he's been able to do. And again, like with Micah Parsons, he doesn't even have like the the off season training that some of these other guys are doing. Yes. Where they you know, Nick and Joey Bosa are working on their hand usage and things like that. I mean, I think even this off season, he was still probably going into the season thinking, yeah, I'm more of a traditional linebacker. I'm gonna work on coverage drops and things like that. Next year, he's gonna start doing pass rush. Drills. he's gonna get the fake knives out he's gonna do the Aaron Donald stuff because <laughs> he is a phenomenal athlete and I think he's gonna be the best defensive player if he's not already he will be next year
1: yeah and it's scary because like you said he does everything like, even if you didn't need to put up back at middle linebacker to be a coverage he would be fine even yeah. stop the run guess what he can already do it
0: that last season uh, that he was I think he was one of the guys that sat out I don't remember uh but he was even slated to be the punt returner at Penn State. No joke. He did sit out that last year. That the week one depth chart or spring depth chart something. I don't remember which one. It came out and it listed him as their starting punt returner. And like People were asking about it. I was like, is this for real or is this a joke? And I think it was their head coach. It was like, this guy runs a 4-3. Thir- uh, it's for real. And like we've seen him run now. We've seen him in the combine. Yeah, It's legit. I think I even saw one person say, like, Micah Parsons would be the best running back in the NFL. But he doesn't play running back. He plays linebacker. More money as a pass rusher. So, and I kind of at the time thought it was a joke. I don't think it's a joke. I'd almost
1: like to see him go play running back for the hell of it.
0: Like, at what point is he going to get some like JJ Watt reps at like goal line tight end?
1: Yeah, that would should actually be super cool.
0: And the Cowboys. Did the Cowboys win again today?
1: Yes, they did. What
0: is going on? And
1: that's, that's why I have it in here, too. Is like, does Cooper Rush get like a starting opportunity next year? Or are the Panthers going to be like, damn, fuck it. Let's see.
0: <laughs> Try to trade for him right now. They're 4 <laughs> 1 yeah.
1: right now. Yeah. They've, Cooper Rush is undefeated as a starting quarterback. Even when he had to come and play last year, too, they won.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think people will look at him and be like, oh, whatever. Who have they played? The Giants have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did he come in against the Bengals? Yes. Beat Defending him. Super Bowl team. The Bengals, the Commanders, and then today was the big one. You beat the Rams 22-10. to 10. In L.A. It's I know that they are another like Super Bowl team as well. Maybe a little bit of a hangover. Beating them in L.A. is an accomplishment. Yeah. I know a lot of people hate the Cowboys. You have to give them credit for that one. They did it with a backup quarterback. Who not a lot of people thought would like ever see the field. But here he is. And like you said, he's winning games. I don't know if he gets a starting opportunity next year. But I think the Cowboys feel pretty confident with what they have as a backup when Dak comes back. Yeah. And, you know, keep him for another year.
1: I think Dak might get to come back next week. If not, it's definitely the week after.
0: I think Dak might be, like, honestly, feeling a little bit of pressure of, like, I I need to come back. I wouldn't be surprised because even when
1: Dak, you know, has been in games last year's, they struggle early on. Like, it takes a little bit for the offense to get going. You get in the second half, and we see some magic from Dak where he helps lead them back. Mm-hmm. And he make he's making plays with Cooper Rush. So, it's like that offense is just methodically getting down the field. It's not any of these big, fancy guru plays. It's just, hey, we're just going to march. We
0: are just going to make our way down Their the field. defense and has we're been gonna pretty damn good, too. And we're going to let our defense make plays. Yep. So I I don't think Dak Prescott is like worried for his job. But I do think he's probably feeling a little bit of pressure to get back in there. You don't want this to carry on for too long Yeah, if you're Dak Prescott. Like
1: I saw what I did to Tony.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? I've read that story before. (laughs) Uh, And it happens. Uh, The Patriots, again today, they won uh, with a backup quarterback. And that was a a thing that I think I kind of shit-talked yesterday. It's like the Patriots with a backup quarterback – Yeah, I'll bet on that, (laughs) but it works out, and they won big again today as well.
1: Jared Goff scored me four points in fantasy as my starting quarterback today.
0: Last week, 41. They've been the highest scoring offense and defense, too, I think, (laughs) in the NFL. But, I mean, they don't score any points today. We were just mentioning, like, man, Jared Goff, that contract looks better than the Russell Wilson one. Mm -hmm. Maybe we come back to reality a little bit, (laughs) but – I'm here for the Russell Wilson slander. Oh, man. I or, did not realize how much I didn't like him.
1: I think... Uh, who was he? Does Good Morning Football. Kyle Brandt. Yes. Hearing that story, mm-hmm. like he's been hanging on to that for a while.
0: And that's was my kind of takeaway from it, too. I think that there are a lot of people in the media that cover the NFL who have had this opinion of Russ and they just didn't voice it because he's always been... like so good off the field and does like all of his charitable work and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. now I feel like people are starting to come out and give you like the real background and even like stuff from the Seahawks of like, yeah, we were ready to get rid of him. Yeah. We knew that he was actually holding back our offense because we can't go out there and let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Yeah. And they tried that and it didn't work.
1: And you initially hear that statement. And you're like, what? Why? Like, why does he mm-hmm. think that? Look at what they're doing this year with Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith is making
0: similar type plays that we saw Russ make. And, and When you compare their stats, Russ to what Geno Smith is doing yeah. now, Geno Smith is a much better quarterback. And, you know, another Crazy thing to the, think about the Seahawks is that they thought that Russell Wilson kind of got away from what made him successful is the, the mobility and being able to scramble around and make plays out of the pocket. He mm-hmm. doesn't really do that anymore. And I, I think the, the height thing is almost catching up with some of these guys in the NFL. I wonder if defenses
1: have found a way to, like, cover their windows that they used to see. You know what I mean? Like, they're finding yeah, ways something, to
0: Yeah, something different. We at times will figure it out and let us yeah, all know, I'm sure. Be-
1: because it feels like they've, defenses have found a way to keep these guys in the pocket and not let them dance around. And then they've, that they've also been able to have their linebackers or defenders stand in those windows between the offensive line to where they can't see the receivers down the field. So the only time that we see them making plays where it is deep down the field or they do find a way to just escape the pocket and keep running around, and then it's like, okay, hey, backyard football, here we go.
0: Because like, it feels that way with Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, Well, and for Russ Baker specifically, Mayfield. I think that he is getting older. I know that he's invested a lot of money in his body and things like that, which is great, but he is getting older. And he's kind of the first quarterback of this new era where you had mobile quarterbacks. It's like, let's see how he ages. Mm-hmm. With Peyton Manning, you didn't care how he aged. It's like, he's still incredibly smart. Yep. He's going to get rid of the ball fast. He doesn't have to move. Even Eli Manning at yep. the end of his career. Nobody cared if he lost a step or two and ran a 5 two 40 Didn't matter. But now with Russell Wilson, now you take away a very big piece of his game. I think that's why we're starting to see a lot of struggles yeah. and I won't put all the blame on Russell Wilson. I think Nathaniel Hackett is in way over his head.
1: It, I mean, it still feels that way. I tried to defend him last week. Then you watch that game Thursday night and you're just like, that was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. <laughs> Al Michaels' statement where he's like, you know, maybe some games are just so bad. You, you like it. And then it's like, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I don't see that at all.
0: <laughs> no, it was, it was ugly. And it was, the most entertaining part for me was watching Matt Ryan lose his mind and his temper, mm-hmm. but also felt bad for him. He was getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times he got sacked and hit. They all felt really hard, though. <laughs> it's like he didn't take any, you know, Tom Brady just like, eh, wrapped up and put on the ground. Yeah. It felt like every hit hurt. Which is like really a really power bad.
1: drive. Like, hey, I got you curled up here. I'm going to dive the crown of your head into mm-hmm. this field.
0: Yeah. Because it, it, was, it was bad, and then the interceptions. And, you know, back with the Russell what, uh, Wilson stuff, K.J. Hamler kind of losing it at the end of the game. W- absolutely wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand I why don't, he was upset. I don't know why you don't even look over there. <laughs> God fucking
1: bless it, dude.
0: That <laughs> should be the last of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was- sounds like someone's breaking in. Maybe they are. Like, I would hear the door open. That's the thing. It seems like they're breaking in
0: and then falling. <laughs> Trip doesn't the Where kid. they're like, I've made it. God <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I didn't expect a picture excited. to move. <laughs> uh, with Russell Wilson, though, it's very eerie, just similar to the Super Bowl, like should have ran it on the one. Except for this time, you had a wide-open receiver. And I think it was Kyle Brandt. I I saw a couple people kind of going off about Russ. I think it was Kyle Brandt, too, that was like you can tell he doesn't have that respect in the locker room like everybody thinks he does. Yeah. Like he never was really respected in the locker room in Seattle. Listen to uh, Richard Sherman talk about him. And I think he lost a lot of that to where the Seahawks even felt comfortable getting rid of him. And even all this stuff over the off season, I think we had even talked about it before. It's like, how do you look at him if you're Cortland Sutton and be like, yep, that's my dude.
1: Yeah. Like when
0: he's doing all this corny shit and Cardinals country, let's ride. And how do you look at that and be like, Yep, that's. That's my that's my quarterback. Yeah. Mm. Yay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think they would if he's hitting them deep, you know what I mean, and making the right throws and reads, they're loving it. And it's like, okay, we'll mm-hmm. deal with that bullshit. But now he's not. But he's not. <laughs> and then you look at Tyler Lockett and DK in Seattle, and they're still getting those shots. They're mm-hmm. still getting that from Geno Smith, and they don't have to deal with the corniness anymore. Like Even Tyler Lockett today had a huge catch yeah, he did. for a touchdown. It was like, I thought it was going to be intercepted. Geno Smith put it on the money. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is that they do in Seattle to help them <laughs> – just drop the ball in the breadbasket type of drills, but fuck, Cyril man, up.
0: I don't, I don't know. Pete Carroll's doing something there. Because even the Seahawks, they're two and three. Yeah. They didn't look that good last year. And they're doing it with Geno Smith, at quarterback, who threw three touchdowns today. And it looks like they're having fun, too. How about Taysom Hill, though? That's another guy oh, that—
1: I'm so annoyed by this guy. I respect <laughs> the hell out of it. I love it. Like, I, just, I don't know why more teams don't just have like an ultimate utility guy but I still because there's just, only one. I just can't stand it like just mm-hmm. fucking sorry for the the cursing just just figure it out, Taste. I'm like just be this guy every week or don't. But like you get me excited and then you get me you get me there you just build me up and then you blue ball me. Like you just it <laughs> happens again and again.
0: I love I love it. And for him to come in today, he had 112 yards rushing and three touchdowns, but also through a touchdown pass. I think things kind of got a little bit carried away when Sean Payton was there, but like they're getting back to like this is what it should be. Like we'll bring him in in some certain situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a fumble
1: recovery on special teams as well,
0: right? I and think in- it was Sean Payton that was like, "No, this is our future quarterback." Blah oh, blah blah. Yeah. You know, that really got things blown up. And now I feel like it's more of like, no, like he's going to play special teams. One of his best plays today was a lead block. Like mm-hmm. that's who Taysom Hill is. Don't get it twisted. We're still starting Andy Dalton, and then, and then when Jameis comes back, it'll be Jameis. Yep.
1: And then it's like a 60-yard touchdown run to ice or to seal the game. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the dagger. It's like
0: also okay. I think that he looks awesome in that all-black uniform. He does. I could. It looks. I don't know Dal-
1: why I hate <laughs> to say it, but like I do. I just hate how much I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's. I like him. I don't like him as a future quarterback and all the stuff Sean Payton said. But he is a guy that I kind of find myself rooting for right now just because it's fun. Like, he's really, like, he's a fullback that occasionally will throw a pass. Mm-hmm. But that fullback ran for 112 yards today. <laughs> yeah. So you can't be on Twitter talking about, like, you know, establish the run or fullbacks are awesome and then shit on Taysom Hill. Because <laughs> he is the ultimate, like, fullback. He's the dude, He is him. Like, that's <laughs> become like a trend. Taysom Hill is him.
1: Tasting him. Tasting him. I
0: don't think people would even hate him so much if they just listed him at tight end or fullback. It's the fact that for so long he was listed as a quarterback that I think pissed people off. Yep. It's like that's also not his fault. Dude just wants to wear a number seven and play special teams. What is it? Like, what is his position, though? I actually don't know what he is listed at. I thought I saw that they were going to list him at tight end this year.
1: I think it's quarterback slash tight end for fantasy purposes.
0: On ESPN, just his player profile, he is listed as a tight end. Damn it! For fantasy, I don't know. I know that last year I was able to play him uh-huh. at the tight end position while he was playing quarterback. I do recall. <laughs> I couldn't change my lineup at all, so I stuck <laughs> with it for like three weeks. Yeah, but I had a tight end that was going off <laughs> for like twenty points. <laughs> but I don't. I do. I do like it. Maybe it'll get worn out, and I kind of flip-flop on that one, too. But also, we have the Chiefs and Raiders game tomorrow. I am maybe a little bit overconfident. I don't think this is going to be a good football game. I think the Chiefs are too good, and the Raiders have just really struggled so far this season. I, I was trying to pull up the spread. I haven't looked at it yet. I don't know what it is. I will say I think the Chiefs cover it. So it's the- seven. Yep, the spread the cover, is seven.
1: Yep, the spread is seven is what I meant. Sorry. It's like the Chiefs. Big win last week, 41-31 against Tampa. We also saw that in prime time. The Raiders versus Denver last week was 32-23. to I spent half the show talking about it, thinking that the Broncos won, and then came to realize, holy shit, it was the Raiders that won that football game. When you look at this, though, the Chiefs, and this is just all box score scouting it, is the Chiefs, that they're definitely putting more points on, but they're about at, allowing the same amount of game points per game here for both of these teams. It's just the Chiefs are getting a couple more yards on offense, pretty much allowing the same amount of defense. The only thing that worries me with this game is that the Raiders somehow find ways to win in Arrowhead. And I don't know if that's going to be like a Josh Jacobs big game on the ground. I don't know if it's going to be you know Derek Carr and Devontae Adams finally making plays and hitting each other down the field. That's my only little concern. I'm fine with the Chiefs offense, but I just – I don't know if the Raiders are going to be able to take away Travis Kelsey. Really, nobody can. But if they do find a way to do that, it's like, who does Kansas City go to? Because we've not seen a receiver break out yet. We've not mm-hmm. seen a receiver have over 100 yards. You have MVS. You have Juju. You have McCole Hardman. You have the Watson kid. Nobody else is just showing up to make plays. And that's been, for me, just the most annoying part of watching this team. You're 3-1. and one. You'd love to see it. The defense is flying around and making plays. But that offense, I still feel like is being held back just a little bit because everything's flowing through Travis Kelsey, and I don't know if you can fully do that for another season.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that they're going to be okay. The thing that would worry me the most is the Raiders' pass rush. I don't think that secondary linebackers or safeties corners has any two people that can take away Travis Kelsey. Their best bet for the Raiders is that Mahomes has to get rid of the ball early. And instead of it being a, an 11-yard catch for Travis Kelsey, it's a six. Mm-hmm. And th- that would limit the offense. But I, that secondary is pretty bad. But the pass rush could be pretty special. But I also, I think I mentioned it last week, I love how Patrick Mahomes performs in these big games. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this is another one to where these guys have kind of bought into this being a rivalry. So oh. I do think that Patrick Mahomes in prime time, I think we're going to get a really good game from him.
1: And it does feel like he's locked in the zone too. We saw it last week with you know, just the way they came out firing against Tampa Bay. They end that game, he's in the locker room, you hear his speech, he's like, we all know who's coming to town next week. Three focus. And it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this rivalry I, is definitely back.
0: I think Patrick Mahomes will throw for 400 yards. I, I mean, would. I think he has a huge game. And I am
1: going to this game tomorrow, so I would absolutely
0: love to see that in person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, do you have a field? I assume you're going to pick the Chiefs to win. Yeah,
1: I'm picking the Chiefs to win, but I just I don't think it's going to be a blow. And I think it's going to be like a 25, 28, 17. You
0: love game. that number, 25. Why? Do you love that number so much? I don't know. Did I say the again? <laughs> That's at least three times this year you've predicted someone scored 25 points. Yeah. I've got to dive into that on like a – I think cause it's like level. instead of me
1: just saying like 24, I just say 25.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I should say 24 to 28 because right? <laughs> those, those are I Honestly, possible.
0: I did not even hear the other number. I heard you say 25, and I thought 25 again yeah. three times?
1: Yeah. I don't think Kansas City puts up 40 points again this week. If they do, I'm absolutely going to love it. But for some reason, I just have a feeling the Raiders are also going to come to play this week just because we saw Devontae So
0: what was your score prediction? Because I'm sorry, I did not. I'm going to say 20-17. 28-17. so they cover, but I don't think they don't get the over. Okay. I do think that they cover and hit the over. I'm going to say 33-24. Love it. Yep, they cover in that one. I do. I think Patrick (laughs) Mahomes is going to have a – um, a big day. I don't think they're going to run the ball a whole lot. I think Andy Reid's going to just revert back to being Andy Reid. And, Bucket. Yeah, air <laughs> this thing out. I, I will care. say
1: the Chiefs, the way that they've gotten all their tight ends involved has been nice. Like we've seen Noah Gray kind of get some more looks. We see Jody Fortson be you know a factor in the red zone. I think he's got like three touchdowns right now this year. Bingo. Like, you get those. If you can't get it from your receivers, at least you have three tight ends that you believe in and that you can trust and for Blake Patrick Bell. Mahomes. <laughs> and Blake Bell should be coming back, yeah.
0: Yeah. have to see what creative stuff they do this week. Yeah.
1: I'm sure they'll have something up their sleeve just for this
0: game. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to discredit the Raiders at all. I know we have a lot of Raiders fans that listen. I just I haven't seen it out of them yet. No. And even – okay, you beat the Broncos. I think the Broncos are actually right. bad. Like I And I hand up. I thought they were going to be really good. I thought they might be a Super Bowl contender. And then right before the season hit, I was like, I don't know. I think Russell Wilson's going to be bad. So I, I was kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth there, but I don't think the Raiders have looked good either. And they're kind of a team that I expected to look good. So we'll get a much better look. At those two teams uh, on Monday Night Football, it, it will be exciting because it's Chiefs first Raiders. And they'll build that up. And you get to see Patrick Mahomes in primetime. And I, I know that there are some Patrick Mahomes haters out there. I don't understand it. I don't either. I, maybe it's just jealousy. Probably how we
1: felt, or I shouldn't say we, how I felt about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Like, they're just so good. You can't figure out how to stop them.
0: So you just hate them. You don't know how to respect somebody. I didn't like Tom Brady for a while. I don't know that I'd use the word hate. I rooted against the Patriots and the majority of their Super Bowls, for sure.
1: Me. I say, I was a kid. I mean, I'm in elementary school, middle school, watching him just continue to
0: win. I was like, I'm tired of seeing this. Do you know a quarterback I do hate? Baker Mayfield? Joe Burrow. Really? I do not like him. Damn. Even watching the pregame stuff for the Bengals-Ravens game. <laughs> the Joe Cool stuff, the necklace, the haircut, the turtlenecks. I do not like him. I just think... I. Think he is cool. Like, I I look at Joe and I'm like, that dude's got it. Like he just. And I don't got want people juice. to confuse that with me thinking he's bad. I don't think he's bad, as he throws a touchdown pass here. Fuck yeah, that was, that I was just cool. don't like him. I don't know. Yeah, I can't make myself do it. <laughs> like I love the Bengals uniforms. I like their receivers. Like there's a lot they have going for him.
1: I, just can't I, just, I feel like Joe Burrow would be one of those guys that you would meet and you'd be like, oh, dude, it's just so fucking cool. Like,
0: Probably. I just, he's like so chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually probably fairly humble. The weird clothes thing, though.
1: Yeah. I feel like once you kind of get into that, like, ooh, I'm going to just have art through my fashion, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, ah,
0: You man, know,
1: and I don't. No one else is ever going to wear that. Why are you wearing that before? Like, You're wearing it from uh-huh. your car or you're wearing it from your apartment to your car, your car to the. To the locker room and they're like that like you know what i mean like you're not wearing it anywhere else you're not going to an event with
0: that yeah it feels a little bit weird that a lot of people would shit on cam newton for the stuff that he wore but with joe burrow it's like no he's just joe cool hmm. something smells racist some look at <laughs> so i don't the thing know that i did not like the
1: Cam Newton was the hat it's like you're gonna cut out mm-hmm. the top of your hat for your hair it's like, <laughs> I feel like that's where you're going too far with it. Like, just make it just a new, like, I'm not saying cut your hair. Like, do you got to get it sticking straight out your hat though?
0: Oh, the Cam Newton stuff was weird, <laughs> but it just, it doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. That everybody's like, no, nah, it's Joe cool. Look at him. He's so cool. Where his little weird sunglasses. I don't know. We'll end the show on that note. I'll let you guys determine what you think about it. I don't, I can't like Joe Burrow though. It's nothing he's ever done at all. There's just something about him that I don't like, but we'll see what happens with that one. Looking forward to the Chiefs Raiders game. No Thursday night podcast this week, but we will be back in one week on Sunday. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to recap as we jump back into the sports world, Uh, maybe preview some NBA season stuff. Yep. That is right around the corner. Talk about how the Avalanche win their first couple games, I'm sure. But that's it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys joining us, whether it be on Sunday night or Monday morning. We do appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you again next week.